Small Farm Nation is sponsored by Farmers Web, software for your farm. Farmers Web helps farms inform buyers of available product, handle orders, simplify customer interactions, and reduce the administrative load. So check them out at farmersweb.com. If you are planning to start a farm or any small business, when should you start marketing it? Hey, it's Tim Young of SmallFarmNation.com. Today, I'm going to tell you why you should start marketing your farm or small business before you even open for business. Hey, everyone. Glad to be back with you. So perhaps you're planning on jettisoning your career and starting a farming business, or maybe you've just, I don't know, inherited land that can become a business, but you're not sure when or how to get started. Either way, let's say that you haven't pulled the trigger yet, but you're committed to becoming an agripreneur. Now, when most people go down that route, they do it backwards, at at least from a typical entrepreneurial point of view. Instead of thinking about the business model, they start by thinking about the resources, namely the land, where to find it, how much to pay for it, and then what to do with it. Then they get all enamored with the romantic side of farm life, the tranquility, the animals, the soil sifting through their fingers. And they begin to fantasize about starting a farm. But here's the thing. A farm can mean two things. First, it can mean a lifestyle, a spot of land where you grow some food. Or it can mean something else. It can mean a business that's located on a spot of land. An agricultural business that generates not only food, but income to sustain your family. And actually, not only income, but it creates assets that appreciate over time, you know, such as livestock, soil fertility, and land value. But the reason so many approach this process backwards is they don't make the decision up front of whether they're committed to running a farm business or having a farm hobby. So if you're Thinking of starting a farm business and you're curious when to start marketing your future farm or, you know, your homestead or online business or any small business, here's the answer. The answer is now, as in right now. Now, does that make you nervous at all? As in you're afraid to market and don't know where or how to begin? And why are we all so afraid to market ourselves anyway? Why are we afraid of marketing? Well, I mean, let's be honest about that, because some professions have, rightly or wrongly, a negative stereotype associated with them. I mean, we may have all heard the joke, what do you call a thousand lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? And the punchline, of course, is a good start. Talk about another profession with a negative stereotype that probably doesn't deserve it. But similar to that, many people have the same negative impression of the sales profession. Images of hardcore sales tactics, infomercials, buy now, wait, that's not all, and the outdated used car salesman. All those stereotypes, you know, continue to persist. As a result, we're afraid to be lumped into those categories. But here's the thing. Effective farm marketing is not about selling anything to anyone. Rather, it's about sharing. So if you're thinking, Hey, I don't even have a farm yet. No products, no nothing. So I've got nothing to share. Well, that's not really true, is it? Because you have a story to share, even if you're just taking your first steps. And the reason you're taking or contemplating those steps is a very important part of your story. 
That's the part that people will care about and connect with. So you have this opportunity right now to be open, to be vulnerable, and to connect with people on a very emotional level. Now, how do you do that? By sharing the truth, your dreams about the life you want to create, your vision for the change that you represent, which could be for the animals or the environment or your community or even for personal health reasons, or it could be all of them. And be honest about your fears because we all have fears. So if you're worried that you don't know how to farm or you don't know how to run a business, then just say so. All that's very powerful stuff that connects on an emotional level with an audience in a way that big brands can never dream. They simply can't match that. So you don't have to worry about pushing product or spouting features and benefits of what you have. You simply get to tell your story and build relationships. And that, Small Farm Nation, is at the core of effective farm marketing. Okay, I said you should start marketing now, right? Before you start your farm business. So why do I think that? Well, let me tell you, I think there are five benefits of you marketing your farm business before you even start. So I'm going to walk you through them. Benefit number one, you will build a loyal tribe because you're allowing others to live vicariously through you. Back in 2007, when Liz and I opted out of the rat race, we created a blog and began sharing our story. This was a year before we had any farm animals or anything to sell. So what did we write about? We wrote about why we were moving to the country and what we were hoping to find and accomplish. And we shared both our successes and all of our failures. We talked about how our values had changed and, you know, once our eyes were open, thanks in large part to guys like Michael Pollan and Joel Salatin. And lots of people, it turned out, felt the way we did. But unlike us, they couldn't up and change their lives the way we did. So they, they live vicariously through us. They connected with us. Now, by the time we had products to sell, our fans had been following our footsteps for almost two years. They felt as if they knew us, and we felt like we knew many of them. And that was particularly true once we started our podcast back then. Now, I'm sure you'll find the same for you. It will be for you, just as James and Eileen Ray did of Little Seed Farm. They have a wildly successful artisan goat's milk soap business in Tennessee. Now, if you recall from episode one of this podcast, James said, that he also started their blog over a year before moving to the farm. That was back when they were stuck in New York City before they moved to Tennessee. Sharing your story with fans and potential customers has a number of benefits to you and your followers. Now, at this stage, before you launch your farm or your small business, effective marketing isn't about selling. Rather, it's about sharing. It's about building relationships. It's about bonding. And that's what you're going to need down the road. You're going to need to have bonded with people who will be your champions, your loyal tribe, you know, who will not only support you financially, but will cheer for you, recommend you and defend you down the road. And you can't get that relationship by selling. Rather, you get those kind of supporters by being open and honest, by revealing your true personality, whether it's quirky, serious, fun, or vulnerable, you know, or a mix of all that. Just be you and let others live vicariously through you as you take this journey. And that's what it is, right? It's a journey you're taking with your life and in your life. 
and they get to go along with you because you're not only changing your life, you're changing theirs as well, right? By hopefully changing what and how they eat or their connection with the land and their local community. And in many cases, letting them live vicariously through you on your farm journey. Hey, Small Farm Nation, want to know the secret to being a great farm marketer? Well, actually, there are seven, and they're in a free guide I've created for you called The Seven Marketing Traits of Highly Successful Farms. It's a fillable PDF file that you download to assess how you compare to the best of the best, those who really know how to market farm and local food businesses. Best of all, the guide is free. So just grab it now at smallfarmnation.com habits. That's smallfarmnation.com habits. And get growing. So, okay, maybe you buy what I'm saying, but you're just not sure what to do. I mean, you heard me describe what Liz and I shared, but what should you do? Okay, even before you start sharing, you're going to need a platform. That's the first thing. You need a soapbox to share from. Now, I think that should be a website with a blogging platform, and I highly recommend WordPress for that. But if you must, use Wix, Weebly, or Squarespace, or whatever. There's a lot of disadvantages to those that I talk about inside the Small Farm Nation Academy, but they'll get you started if that's what you want to use. Just create a website. Also, create your main social media pages now, right now, which will probably be Facebook at a minimum. It could be YouTube too, but YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest may not make as much sense in the beginning to use since those are highly visual channels and it's not like you're going to have a lot of animal or farm pics at this stage. But you decide what's best for you. Just make sure it's a platform where you can not only connect but collect email addresses because you're going to need those real bad down the road. And don't create a sloppy farm website and don't say something like, oh, we're just farmers. Here's a website we created. You're selling to professional people who you want to buy, have buy from you. So create a professional website. And if you can't do it right, then hire someone to do it for you or to help you do it. There are a lot of great themes out there that are not expensive for WordPress, and you can get someone to configure them for you pretty cheaply. Now, I know this may cost a little bit of money, but this is a business, right? It's a business. So we want to look and be professional. Now, once you set up your platform, then you start sharing. And you start by sharing your backstory, who you are and what you've been doing. And look, just share the highlights, not a brain dump of your whole life. I mean, this isn't your shrink sofa. And don't be stiff like on those corporate or legal sites where no one seems to have a personality. I mean, those are ridiculous. Show the real you. Be real and give folks a glimpse of who you are, your personality, and what's happened to you because they're meeting you now for the first time. Now, you know I covered all this in an episode earlier called How to Write a Great About Page for Your Farm, and it walks you through how to create a story, how to use story structure to engage readers, but most importantly, it talks about how to set an objective for that page so that you get email subscribers. That's what it's all about. So make sure you check out that episode, How to Write a Great About Page for Your Farm. Readers and listeners, if you go the video or podcast route, will also want to know about the future. That's where you share your vision. So what is your vision? Why are you here? Think of it like a story, a novel. What's the inciting incident that caused you to be where you are now, doing or contemplating what you're contemplating? What set all this in motion? I mean, everyone loves a good story, right? 
And this is marketing at its purest and easiest. Well, easiest, I guess, in concept to understand, not necessarily easiest to accomplish, right? Because let's be honest, many people don't like talking about themselves. They think that they're being egotistical or something. And unless they're bragging, they're not. You're not being egotistical. You're just sharing your story and you're connecting with other humans. But another reason it can be challenging to share the story is you have to be a pretty decent writer. I mean, I think that many farmers and small business owners either underestimate or don't appreciate how important wordsmithing and copywriting is. Copywriting is important if you want to connect with people and get them to keep reading or listening because there's too many distractions out there. I mean, right now on this podcast, I've got to keep you interested. Hey, get your hands off the dial. Don't change the channel. I might have something good to say in a second. And just as your about page will share your backstory, you've got to be able to share your vision for the future to get them to keep reading, your mission, your reason for being. And if you can't wordsmith it properly, hire someone to do it for you. Or join the Small Farm Nation Academy and post whatever you're struggling with in the forum. I'll help you out. Once you've created your About Us page, shares your background and shares your vision, the rest, it all becomes incremental updates. And that's the world of blogging, podcasting, or vlogging with video, if you want to go that route. So you do these frequent updates, not necessarily every day, but with some regularity, if you want people to care about you and not forget about you. And you do. That's exactly what you want. You want them to care about you. So your updates should be very open. They should very openly share what you're doing, what you're feeling and experiencing. I mean, we were very open with our blog and podcast, sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly of sustainable livestock farming, or at least the way we experienced it. And it earned us lots of fans, and it even earned me some enemies. If you don't believe me, check out the reviews of the accidental farmers on Amazon, and you'll see how many haters I have. But, and this is important, so pay attention here. What we wrote and said made people care. They cared enough to love us or they cared enough to hate me. But few were indifferent. I mean, I say hate me because no one could possibly hate my darling wife. So the anger comes my way. And that's okay. I don't take it personally because they don't even know me. So they don't really hate me, even though they say they do. They just disagreed with my views or practices. And that's cool. So all that is benefit number one. You'll build a loyal tribe if you start marketing today. Okay, here's benefit number two, and it's of huge importance. You're going to get a head start on building your most important marketing asset, your email list. Now, as a result of our blogging, we picked up a steady stream of followers that ultimately grew into a customer list that numbered over 5,000. And it turns out a lot of people were living their farm dreams through us, but were tethered to real jobs in the city. So when you set up your platform, your website, and your social media presence, you'll also want to set up an email marketing account. Now, you might as well start with MailChimp because it's free until you get to 2,000 subscribers. And many farm businesses never even get to that level, so it's always free for them. Now, I've used lots of email marketing tools from MailerLite and MailChimp to Constant Contact, HubSpot, and MadMeMe. Today, I use, personally, I prefer ConvertKit, but you don't need that to start. What you do need is to have an opt-in form front and center on your website 
and a clear incentive for people to sign up. You've got to give them a reason. Now, if you're sharing great content, that could be incentive enough right there. Just promise to email updates to those who join your list. Otherwise, you'll need to create an incentive such as a lead magnet. Now, go to smallfarmnation.com and check out my blog post called How to Create an Email List for Your Farm, and it'll walk you through all the important steps of what to do to build your email list. So benefit number two of starting your farm marketing well before you start your farm is you'll get a head start on building that all-important email list. Now let's move on to benefit number three, which is also of huge importance, maybe even huger importance, as my five-year-old daughter might say, and that is you'll get a great head start on search engine optimization by marketing early. You'll be building some SEO juice from day one. Now this is particularly true if you blog, since you'll have the opportunity to optimize lots of different posts. Of course, you're going to get to share your story in other formats other than blogs, such as using a podcast like this one. You can do all kinds of things. But if you take that route, be sure to create excellent SEO-rich show notes, or better yet, a transcription of the episode. That way you'll get the SEO benefits of it being on your website in addition to the audio exposure from the podcast. And it will be an opportunity for fans to engage you in multiple ways. If you want an example of what I mean there, just go to smallfarmnation.com and look at the show notes for this episode. You'll see there's multiple ways that you can enjoy this content. You'll also see that I've included a word-for-word transcript of this episode, which is both a service for my listeners and an SEO benefit for my site. So create a running blog now for yourself. And yes, blogs are still very relevant. And that will mean that search engines will easily find you a year from now when you start your farm business. So you got to get all that going well in advance so that you pre- you're present online when you need to be. And if you're planning a farm-related business, be sure to incorporate geotags into your blog post. In other words, don't just do a post that says farm update because that doesn't mean anything. Instead, write a post with an SEO-rich title such as update on our Topeka grass-fed beef farm or whatever, if you're starting such a farm for the Topeka market. Make that the blog post title and make sure it's in the URL and optimize the phrase Topeka grass-fed beef throughout the blog post. Two years later, when you've got meat to market, you'll likely show up high in the search results when a consumer searches for Topeka grass-fed beef. Okay, we've covered three benefits. Let me give you two more. Benefit number four is the potential for media exposure. Now, as a result of high search engine rankings, we receive lots of media coverage on our farm, and I mean lots, virtually all unsolicited by us. CNN, The New York Times, NPR, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, RFD-TV, Southern Living Magazine, and other outlets reached out to us simply because They found us when researching story ideas. CNN came out to the farm twice because we were one of the first to offer a meat CSA, and they discovered that via our blog. And then some of the other media stories were profile pieces, just ones that wanted to feature a couple who left, you know, corporate life for the farm. But others featured specific farm enterprises, such as Heritage Turkeys for Thanksgiving. An NPR station came out and visited us to do a story on that, or about our rare breed Ossobal Island pigs. The Food Network, I believe, uh, 
Cooking Channel or Food Network, one of them came out and visited our farm, and we were in one of their episodes that featured our pork and our farmstead cheese. Heck, Fox and Friends even had me on an episode up against a pita person on a topic that related to dairy farming. And all that happened because we put ourselves out there. We were present and talking about stuff that was interesting to folks in the media. Now, I'm not promising the same thing will happen to you, but I will promise you this. If you don't put yourself out there, there's no chance of anyone finding you. So the opportunity for media exposure is benefit number four. Now, let's move on to the last benefit on the list. Benefit number five is that you'll have access to free and valuable, very valuable market research. Because marketing early through blogging and social media allows you to get customer feedback in advance. Basically, you get pre-product release intelligence into what potential customers want. I mean, maybe they're not interested in another pasture poultry supplier of whole chickens, but would pay a premium for retail cuts. Or maybe they're eager to find local mushrooms. Or maybe they just value agritourism and farm events over food products, so you can use that feedback to plan farm events or farm dinners or farm stays. By listening to your growing base of followers on social media and your blog and so on, you'll, you'll learn what they want and you'll connect their wants to your vision so that when you do go to market, they're going to feel like you created this awesome farm business just for them. I mean, how cool is that? So incorporate this market intelligence into your product offering and blog posts so that you come out of the gate swinging and you hit a home run. Okay, so there are five pretty compelling benefits of starting your marketing now, regardless of what stage you're at. Benefit number one is you're going to build a loyal tribe of fans. Benefit number two is you'll begin to build your email list. Benefit number three is you'll start earning SEO juice and rank highly on the search engines. Benefit number four is potential media exposure. And benefit number five is all that free market research you're going to get. Okay, so I gave you the good reasons and all the benefits. So how do you start marketing now to reap the benefits I described? Okay, so here are 10 steps that I want you to take ASAP. So kids, if you're in the back seat listening with your parents, write these down for them. Tell them what to do. Number one. Choose your farm or business name now and get the URL right now. Go get it on GoDaddy or wherever. Number two, create a Facebook business page, not a personal page, a business page for your farm, even if you're not ready to start using it. But do not let that be your main hub. That is not your website. That's got, you've got to have a website as your main hub. Create a Facebook page and then use it to drive traffic to your site where you build your email list. Number three, set up a web hosting account and create a WordPress site, you know, a WordPress blog and a website. Now, I use and recommend SiteGround for my hosting, but you use whoever you want, Bluehost, you know, um, HostGator, SiteGround, GoDaddy, whatever. Um, now, this will be, this new website will be in construction mode in the beginning, and that's fine. That's what you want. You basically have a holding place for it until you develop your site. And that's cool because you're not ready to go live. But get it ready as soon as you can. Tweak your design, and um, then you'll be ready to go. Number four, in addition to your blog post, set up an about page on your website when you launch it. 
that's where you're going to show your personality and get people really interested in you. And it's okay. You're not bragging. Let's get them interested in who you are and why you're someone that they want to have a relationship with. Um, and the, by the way, the about page doesn't, and it shouldn't really always be on a separate page. You know, particularly today when they have a lot of one-page themes and designs, you can put much of your about page info on the homepage. Just go to smallfarmnation.com and see how I did it on the homepage. There's a lot of information about me there, but with a link to more tantalizing Timmy tidbits on the about page. And remember to inject lots of you into your about page. I want to feel your personality and your passion. I don't want to read the same thing I read on everyone else's about page. Convince me that I should follow you and keep up with you and that I should have a relationship with you. Number five, here's action item number five. Set up an account with an email service provider before you launch your website. Like I said, I use ConvertKit, but I suggest that you go with MailChimp. Number six, once you've done that, set up a form so that you start capturing email addresses on your website as well as from your Facebook page. So add the form and make it front and center above the fold, above the fold on your home page and in the top of the right sidebar on your secondary pages. You want to have that call to action very visible at all times. The eyes need to go right to it. Number seven. Okay, now that you have your email service provider set up, you'll want to lay the foundation to build your email list. I mean, sure, it would be nice if visitors would simply and freely volunteer their email addresses to you, but like you, they want something in return. Now, that something could simply be your compelling writing and the promise to update them periodically with new posts. But more often, it's going to require a more tangible offer, and that offer is called a lead magnet. So you remember earlier in this episode when I said, go to my website to get the seven habits, you know, for uh, the seven best habits for marketers, farm marketers. That's a lead magnet. So you'll want something like that that's appropriate for your audience. Number eight, now that you have the ability to capture email in place, you're ready to take your site live. That's when you take it live. You've got the hosting set up. You've got your theme configured. It looks good. You've got the email set up. You've got your lead magnet. Boom, go live. So do that. Number nine, start blogging and blog on a specific schedule. Now, daily is too much, way too much, because you're not trying to become a professional blogger. Monthly is too little. Personally, I feel better with one to two times a week, but choose what you can commit to. It's way better to do it less frequently, but to do great blog posts than to just have that feeling you wake up in the morning, oh, I've got to go do an update. You don't want to do an update. You want to share interesting information. So just pick a schedule that you're comfortable with. And listen, once a week is fine because if you only do it weekly but do it well, you're going to have 52 SEO-rich posts after the first year. Not bad. You'll be ranking really highly for the search phrases you want. Okay, action item number 10, share your post across social media. Now, this can become a chore once you get going, but you can use tools such as CoSchedule, Buffer, and others if you want to find a way to automate this. They cost money, but it makes it super simple to share your post. Now, go do these 10 things as soon as you can. If you're not going to start your farm for a year or two, who cares? You go ahead and get your head start. You'll be way ahead of everyone else. And by that point, you're just going to be off and running once you get these 10 things done. You've got a story to tell and you're starting to share it. Now, as I close out this episode, let me give you the final benefit to you of doing all this. 
And it is the most important benefit of all. And it's that because once you start doing this and you start sharing, you create your site and you start sharing, it makes your story real and actionable. And that means that you are on your way to actually building your business. It sets you in motion to beginning to live your farm dream instead of living someone else's dream like your employers or just fantasizing about your farm dream. After you take that first slow and heavy footstep, you're going to be amazed how your pace can quicken. Your readers, your readers will energize you, or if you have a podcast, your listeners will energize you if you can get them you know, to leave a review on iTunes, hint, hint. And that will help you. I mean, you're inspiring them, and they're inspiring you. Now, having said that, I want you to stop listening to this podcast episode and get started on your own entrepreneurial journey. Just follow these 10 steps and you'll be on your way. Thank you for listening to Small Farm Nation. If your goal is to own a thriving farm business with loyal customers who gladly pay you the prices you deserve, check out smallfarmnationacademy.com. Small Farm Nation Academy includes hundreds of video and audio lessons, farm stock images, a community forum, business plan templates, and resources that will help you market and grow your farm business. Plus, you get a state-of-the-art farm press website free with your membership if you want one. And that includes hosting and email unlimited accounts. And get this, as a Small Farm Nation Academy member, you get personal one-to-one coaching from Tim free anytime you'd like. Small Farm Nation Academy is like having Tim as your own personal farm marketing and business mentor on call, but at a fraction of the cost of in-person consulting. And Small Farm Nation Academy has a full, no questions asked, seven-day money-back guarantee. So there's zero risk to you. The time to start marketing and growing your farm business is now. If you're serious about having a profitable, thriving farm business, join SmallFarmNationAcademy.com today. If you enjoyed this show, please share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and by introducing Small Farm nation to anyone interested in farming or local food. Thanks for your support. And until next time, thanks for being part of Small Farm Nation.